up we back at it back at it like we forgot something back at it like retro and the voice is strong today bless up give all the glory to god man we got to we got to in these times we got to even in good times give all the glory to god give all the glory to god when it's bad give all the glory to god when it's good wake up and eat with z at gmail.com how's everybody doing I was thinking about something to talk about today, much like I do every day that I record this. I was going through the old journal, going through the logs, came across something on 5-14-2022. Apparently, I was in the book of Judges. Judges is a good book. I was fascinated by it. I'm going to read it again. In Judges 2-6... It talks about the godly generation dying. I shouldn't say it's just 2 6. That's where it starts. It is Judges chapter 2, verses 6 through 10, is what I have noted here. Joshua, we got some people driving by the studio real loud, almost like the loudie, but it's not. Jo- Judges 2 6. And when Joshua had let the people go, the children of Israel went every man unto his inheritance to possess the land. 7. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being a hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnath-Harris, in the mountain of Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gash. And also... All that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and served Balaam. That was the 11th verse, so it could have went through 11. But the godly generation died. Once Joshua died, and the generation that followed, followed, I'm using uh, air quotes, you can't see it because this is audio, not video. The generation that followed him died. A new generation that rose up and didn't know God. Okay, so what did we talk about last week? Well, the, the bonus episode, 39 on 39. We talked about Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and he will never depart from it. It's a paraphrase, but it's on point. However, It applies today. The book of Judges, thus, you know, thus the book of Judges, because a new generation didn't, they they rose up, they didn't have anybody ruling over them, so God appointed several judges throughout the years to wake up, rise up, rather, and judge Israel. This generation that was being judged, they did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, they did not follow God and obeyed and worshipped false gods, as it is stated in verse 11. So what's that mean? Well, God, God was mad, and he served up anger against Israel. 
okay? Because we had a generation in Israel that didn't follow God, didn't obey him, and decided to go out and do whatever they wanted to and worship whatever gods they wanted to and thought that uh, there wasn't going to be no repercussions on that, okay? You guys following me here? Do I need to slow down? I don't think I need to slow down. I don't give my audience enough credit. Y'all are some smart people, so I know you're keeping up with me, okay? So, you know, Judges continues, clearly, but in verse 12, and they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt. Remember, God brought them out of Egypt, and they followed other gods, the gods of the people that were round about them, and bowed themselves unto them, and provoked the Lord to anger. They forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. So doesn't that sound kind of familiar? You ever think that maybe some of this stuff is a rinse and repeat because people don't learn? You know, history repeats itself because people don't learn lessons. People keep doing the same dumb things over and over if they're going through the same kind of trial and test. You know, it's like the, and you know, I know you guys are probably sick of me using um, alcohol references on here, but y'all don't have to listen. Remember that. It's like the alcoholic that's sitting there with the bottle in his hand feeling hungover and saying, man, I really wish I knew how to wake up and not feel hungover. You know, you're going to rinse and repeat and do the same thing, do the same mistake. It's going to end up biting you. You know. If this happened in Israel, in the book of Judges, and it it happened, you know, God flooded the earth in Genesis, in the first book of the Bible, because people were, people were just messing up. You can read about it. Maybe you've heard of him. Noah and his ark. Look it up. It's a good story. It's a, it's a good story. It's a good historical story in the Bible about why God flooded the earth. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah? He destroyed it. The Lord destroyed it. And the book of Judges, it's a really good book. The Lord raises up judges to judge Israel. So my point being is that what makes you think that God will not judge America? accordingly to to her acts what makes you think that because if you think otherwise I might suggest that you take a minute and stop and kind of look at everything that's going on around you because there's some stuff going on and we're all going to be held accountable now I'm not going to be held accountable for what you do. You're not going to be held accountable for what I do. We're all going to be judged accordingly. But it starts with us. It starts with setting the example. And it starts with not following and serving Baal and Ashtaroth. We need to serve and worship the Lord, Yahweh, Yeshua, Jehovah Jireh. You know, we've been 
we've been conditioned and not you know when i say we i mean i i mean the collective humanity has been conditioned to do whatever he or her feels like do without wilt that's what alistair crowley said and uh he was a well-known luciferian satanist magician you know he conjured uh the the i almost said the alien the demon lamb but you can look that up and you can see the the artist rendering of what this demon looked like uh it resembles an alien okay so you know my opinion is there are no aliens they are just demons we can get into that maybe in another episode food for thought it's going to keep y'all coming back for more that's called a tease that's going to keep you coming back but my point is god has judged every land god will judge every land god is going to judge america and here's the thing we have had every opportunity to turn back, but we don't. We continue to go down these rabbit holes. We continue to just go further down the wide path instead of staying on the narrow path. We, we, we stay on the wide path. America is staying on the wide path, okay? And y'all know the verse, and if you don't, you know I'm going to give it to you. It's in Matthew, New Testament, Matthew 7, Matthew 7, 13 and 14, enter ye in at the straight gate for the, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in, in thereat because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few be there that find it. Everybody in America is trying to walk on the same path. We trying to get this herd mentality where this is okay to do and this is bad to do. And we should be allowed to do X, Y, and Z. And we should have this month. And we should have this day. And we should do this. And we should celebrate this. But we can't celebrate Jesus. We can't have the Bible in the school. We can't say a prayer in school. Anyway, I'm getting off track and I'm losing my train of thought. The judgment is coming. The judgment is coming. And we'll just use the election of 2020-20 for a small example, okay? Whether you believe that the election was righteous or if it was stolen, either way, the man that is in the office is in the office. What has he done to advance God's kingdom agenda? I, I mean, you can make your own, you can make your own mind up. And if it was a righteous election, a majority of the people in America, which I have my own opinion on how it went down, but according to the numbers that were reported, a staggering amount of Americans voted for this man. They voted for a man who was clearly not going to enforce a kingdom agenda, who was going to enforce an agenda that is pro-abortion, pro-child sacrifice, pro-homosexuality. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, the guy before him, he spoke with a bad mouth. Yes, he did. He set a poor example that way. Well, he cheated on his wife. He probably did. Yet another poor example. But he was not telling people to go out and cheat on their spouses and commit adultery. 
He was not telling people to go out and speak with foul mouths. And that'll make some people who listen to this upset. Because the hatred is real. The hatred is real for the kingdom. And the hatred is real for Christians. And y'all better have the full armor of God on when you're going out there and you're, whether you're preaching the word or not, the attacks are coming from every way. And if you're not prepared, get prepared because it's only going to increase. The judgment will come. The judgment will come. And maybe some of y'all are scared, and that's okay. Maybe some of you are, ner- are nervous to preach the word and to, and to stand up for what's right. Maybe you're scared you're going to lose friends. Maybe you're scared you're going to lose family members. Well, I can tell you one thing. I'll lose every friend that I have if I'm standing up for the word of Christ. I'll lose every family member I've ever talked to in my life if it comes to defending Jesus Christ. Put me to the test. You're not going to like the results. I'm going to pass with 100%. And that's how everybody needs to be. Stand up. Maybe you're, maybe you're scared because you, you, you don't know how to do it. Well, then I would direct you. I would direct you to 1 Samuel 16. We're just going to start it off, read through a little bit of it. 1 Samuel 16, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go, and I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with thee, and say, I am come to sacrifice the Lord. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will sh- show thee what thou shalt do. And thou, sh- and thou shalt anoint unto me him who I name unto thee. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake, and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Come thou peaceably. We're going to stop right there. First of all, sometimes I laugh when I read, take a heifer with thee, because, you know, I, I like, I grew up like watching uh, Comic View. And heifer was an insult that people would throw around about people's mamas, and I always just think it's hysterical when I see when I see, <laughs> when someone when the word heifer comes out because I just think of people calling people's mamas heifers. So, anyways, trying to break it up here, folks. Trying to trying to keep everybody entertained here and educate you more importantly. But here's the thing: Samuel asked, "How can I go?" Okay, the Lord told him what to do. Samuel was clearly scared. Okay, he said, how can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. He's going, he's going to whack me out. If Saul knows I'm coming, that's a wrap. If I, he knows I'm going to do this, I'm done. He said, how can I do it? He didn't say, he, first of all, he didn't say no. He asked how. He said, how can I do this? And the Lord gave him his answer. He gave him the answer. Samuel was a man of God. He knew the consequences for what he was about to do could bring him death on earth. Notice I specified. So instead of saying no, he knew that the consequences were death. He knew. He said, man, 
If I do this, Saul's going to come up on me. He's going, I'm going to get got. The Lord said, this is what you do. So instead of saying no, he asked how. And when the Lord gave him the word, he went, he had faith, and did what he had to do. He followed God's instructions. So if y'all are tired of all the King Saul's running around, maybe it's time you ask Lord how you can advance his kingdom agenda. Because that's what Samuel did. Samuel didn't say no. He knew it could have been he knew it could have been the end. He didn't say no. He asked how. Because the man had faith. And look, I'm talking to somebody. Maybe I'm talking to myself. But we got to work on the faith thing. We got to walk by faith, not by sight. Because I'll tell you what. The, the man Samuel, he went and did what he had to do. And if he would have said no, if he would have said no, if he'd have said no, he didn't, but I'm just you know speaking uh, hypothetically. If he'd have said no, King David wouldn't have got anointed. Maybe Goliath wouldn't have got killed. And we know that Jesus' lineage goes back to David. So do we see how just one little no? What we talk about, 1 Thessalonians 5.19, quench not the spirit. He didn't quench the spirit. He followed the spirit. He fed the spirit. He's like, I'm rolling with it. God told me what to do. I'm going to go do it. If it means death, <laughs> come on. Come on with it, King Saul. Come on with it, King Saul. And that's a thing. We need to have more people like that, myself included. You know, it spoke to me, which is why I had this journaled and why I wrote it down. Because clearly, the man Samuel had faith. The man Samuel went there. He said, I'm done with King Saul. This is, this is ridiculous. I'm going to get the new king. Boom. Business is booming. And you want to talk about another man that had faith. We could dive into David. But probably not tonight or this morning or this afternoon. Whenever you're listening, whenever you tuned in. You know, it's just, um, that's what we got to do. We got to have faith. We got to have faith and we got to start asking how. Instead of asking why, start asking how. Because I'm done, I'm done asking why. You know what I'm saying? I'm done asking why and uh, why this happened, why that happened. Or why do I got to do this? Why do I got to go through this season? Why am I going through this season of X, Y, Z? I'm going to start saying, all right, God, how do I get out of this season? How do I get to where you want me to be? Show me the way. Because I can tell you what the world's going to tell you. The world's going to tell you, eh, just ain't your time, Slick. You're just going to have to wait this one out on Instagram and with a bottle of Hennessy or whatever your drink and social media of choice are. Eh, it ain't your time, Slick. Time to get out and do something. Time to get out and, and hit the bars and run the streets. Time to get out and sin. Do you, homie. I used to say that all the time. But we're pretty much paraphrasing what Aleister Crowley said. Do what thou wilt. 
And that means do what you want to do. Don't follow what the word says. The word says don't go out and fornicate. You want to go out and fornicate? Have at it because you do you. The word says don't be drunk on wine. Strong drink is a mocker. Wine is a brawler. But you want to go out and get drunk? You do you, homie. We've been okie doked from the very start. And if you want to see people continue with the scales on their eyes, then don't say anything. Don't hold someone accountable. Because clearly, they have a problem with accountability. Otherwise, they would have learned their lesson. And I ain't telling you to go out there and pick on someone, smack them in the mouth, say you're messing up. Be the example. Hold yourself accountable so people can see what that looks like. I got to hold myself accountable. Pull the plank out of my eye before I try to point out the speck in yours. That's another verse. I'm going to stop... I'm going to stop telling y'all so you can just look it up and you can get in the word yourself. But that's it, man. That's what we got to do. So, I think that's all I got for y'all tonight. But I'll talk to you. <laughs>